And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Zach here, and welcome to another episode of MLM Rebels. I'm excited to spend some time with you guys here today. I am in Texas, as you may know, and we are here for a few more weeks. We're going to be going down to Houston tomorrow, which will be a lot of fun. I'm going to take about half the day off tomorrow, and hopefully the next day pretty much off, which will be really good. We haven't taken a day off in a while, so pretty pumped to do that. We had a lot of fun um, uh, yesterday with a, a team member of ours coming over, and it was really, really cool. You know, one of the weird <laughs> benefits of the ineffective style of MLM, uh, meaning old school stuff, is that you, you know, you get to, you, you spend a lot more time with people. Um, you know, since you're doing stuff old school, you're always with people. There is something, well, there's not something about it. It's, it's, it's probably the most rewarding part of the business at large. Um, and you're always doing it. So the business, when you're doing old school MLM, it does feel very rewarding in that sense where you're always with people, you're associating a lot. And that's really cool. And that's actually one of the, the spots that you have to be more intentional in when you're building it online or you have to be, uh, it's potentially even a weak spot if you aren't intentional with it. And we, you know, we, there's a lot of people on our team that we have never met. And, um, I mean, we've met online, of course, we've had zoom calls and things like that. Um, there are plenty of them. We haven't even had a chance to do that, but you know, we've had a chance to meet a lot of our, of, of our team, but you know, we also haven't met a lot of them physically. And, um, so it was really cool last night to, to spend a good chunk of time, uh, with one of the gentlemen that, that lives here in Texas. And, um, we got to spend a lot of time with him. That was really awesome. Um, he is, uh, like even cooler in person than all the time we spent together. Um, you know, uh, doing lots of zoom calls together. And this is one of the, uh, one of the guys that we really, uh, confide in. He would, he's definitely, a uh going to be a huge huge leader like not even a question he's going to have a monster team and um, we're really really pumped for him and he's contributed a lot into what MLM Rebels is and what it's become and what it's going to become um you know he's he's got just massive appreciation um grace because he knows that you know we're not infallible that we can make mistakes and and he's got grace for that um and he brings a perspective that we don't i particularly don't have um which is so cool so 
We're really, really pumped that we got to do that. So that's what we did last night. And um, Ashley is out and about right now. She'll be coming back soon. And I wanted to spend some time with you guys. There's a couple things that I want to share with you, something that's been on my uh, on my heart and my in my head. And um, figured I would share a few things with you guys here today. We uh, We just got started. Well, when I say just got started, I mean it's been on my head for a few days, but um, didn't actually put it to paper yet until a bit ago. So we're going to be doing something really, really cool. I think I mentioned in the last episode, I kind of like, you know, hinted at it, but I didn't uh, say much about it. I still won't say much about it today, but we're doing a really, really cool, um, I guess you'd call it a promotion um, with, with, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. But we're doing a really, really cool like promotion, if you will, um, that's coming up like in the next week or so, and it's going to have to do with um, basically helping people build their version of MLM Rebels recruiting system for their own company and offering um, uh, even coaching in that manner at a significantly reduced rate, but um, it's going to be in a, in a, there's a very, very, very limited quantity, as you can imagine, because if, you know, our time is personally involved, uh, obviously, the quantity has to be incredibly tiny. So um, we're really excited about that. And I'm not going to say much more, but I want to get into the stuff I want to talk with you guys about today, which is the concept of, you know, quick money. And I almost just feel like dirty saying the words quick money. Because, you know, typically that that comes up the the term comes up when when you have people on your team that are like you know trying to make quick money and uh, you you just like just get away from me now just just quit now while you're ahead and um life will be better that way because you're not going to make any substantial amount of money in anything with that attitude um trying to get anything for you know quick so what i wanted to do here today is two things number one i wanted to tell you how you can make quick money and two, I wanted to tell you the skill sets that you need in MLM. It's kind of a two-part episode. I'm not going to get super deep into the second part, but at least kind of talk about them a little bit. The first thing is quick, quick money. And I'm going to tell you this right now. There is no quick money to be made in MLM and doing it right and keeping your friends and keeping your integrity and keeping a level of professionalism that you can actually build a career on. It is it 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 just does not exist. You cannot make quick money in virtually anything and have it be scalable and professional. It's just not the case. I mean, this is not I'm not plugging the Rebels recruiting system at all. Um it's the only thing that I'm aware of that gives the opportunity to have a potentially fast start, like uh, an actually a fast start. But even then, it's not like you can't make quick money with the Rebels recruiting system and have no skills. Um, like the people that have, you know, uh, like we had a we had a gal um, just this last week who her first week with the recruiting system, like up and running, you know, she she I, I don't know exactly how much money she made but i know she made a sale i know she made more than she spent on ads and i know she recruited someone into her team the very first week which is like awesome right but she came in with skill sets she worked hard to get it built up i didn't it wasn't the first week she was a part of the recruiting system it was the first week that she had it launched so she spent a lot of time you know and an intelligent time putting things together and she comes from a background of business ownership like she has some business chops behind her so that so she did get fast results but it wasn't because it was um 
it wasn't because like she was just like a random from you know under a bridge somewhere and just like oh look at this i can make 10 grand in a week like doing nothing my verse try like just not the case so I think fast results can absolutely happen, and they definitely do happen with, you know, the recruiting system. Or if maybe you have uh, access to some sort of a system that can do that. There, the, so the, so there's stuff like that. But when it really comes down to it, there is no such thing as quick, fast money if you still want to keep professionalism and integrity. Um, it's just it's just not the case, right? As I've told you just now with the recruiting system scenario, that woman came in with a skill set. So it wasn't that she came in and ten days later she made a you know made some money because she got lucky. She came in with a skill set and she happened to be ready when the opportunity of the recruiting system presented itself. Success is when opportunity and preparedness meet. She was prepared. And the recruiting system, the rebels recruiting system was the opportunity. And she combined them and she got results. That's why it was fast. Um, so if you want to make quick money, here's what I would suggest. I'm going to give you some options right now. Here's what I would suggest do one of these options to make your quick money and treat MLM like it should be treated like a business, treat it professionally. Um, I don't want to keep slam smashing that word all over the place professionally. Um, but it's, I think it's a good, uh, it's a good adjective for it. So if you want to make quick money, here's my, here's what I'd suggest. Here's a couple ideas. One, go drive Uber. I have a friend that makes um, a full-time income. I mean, it's not like he's, you know, it's not like he's driving a Bentley, but he, you know, lives in the city of Chicago. I have two friends actually live in the city of Chicago. They eat out, they have a normal life, and they drive Uber full-time. And one of them, you know, I don't know what he makes exactly, but I think he makes probably around 50 grand a year. The other one probably makes close to 70 or 80 because he's just really good at getting tips. Um, so, if, and you know what? If you've got a car, you can probably get accepted in the program within you know, a matter of days or weeks and boom, you know, when I first started, um, uh, our business, I had to drive Uber to pay my bills and it sucked. I hated it. I am just not the good personality type for Uber, but I did it and, and it worked. It paid my bills. It was fast money. Um, nowadays they have the direct deposit thing where like you can drive and if you really are strapped, you can like press, I need money now, and it'll deposit the earnings of that day into your account right then. That that wasn't the case when I was driving Uber. I had to you know wait a week for it to get deposited. Um, but now it's like literally like the, you can get accepted, start driving, and get money deposited like today. Now, if you don't have a car or you don't want to drive Uber or you don't live in a city and just like Uber's barely around, um, you could flip cars. Now, obviously, this is uh, this takes a bit more of a skill set than driving Uber. You probably have to bet it, have a bit of a handyman background or handy woman background. That's number one. Number two is it actually I have a background in automotive. That's why I'm talking about some of this um, particularly. Um, it, it it matters more that you know how to buy and sell than it does that you're good with cars. I'm just telling you right now, it's, it is what it is. Mechanics don't necessarily know how to flip cars. They know how to fix them. They don't necessarily know how to flip them. Now, they have a, they have a way better shot of flipping a car successfully than, a, than someone who's not. Um, but if you compared a seasoned dealer versus a seasoned mechanic, I'll put, I will invest my money with, money with the dealer all day long because the dealer uses what do we call it? Insights and information to profit, whereas the mechanic uses his hands. 
and the person that's using insights and information is always going to win. And I'm not bashing mechanics because I am a mechanic by trade. So if you are uh, offended in any way, just know that I was an ASC certified mechanic. Um, that was my thing. And so I'm not bashing it in any way. Uh, it just is what it is. So you can flip cars. Um, I give you a quick rundown on what you could do, but you'd want to search for cars that are probably under five grand because when you sell them, you don't want people to be hunting down for banks to finance them. Believe it or not, 74% of Americans, according to a recent study I looked at, live paycheck to paycheck. That's 74%. If you pass four people on the street, three of them are living paycheck to paycheck. And I believe somewhere around that exact same percentage don't have a savings account over a thousand bucks. I think it's actually a bigger percentage than that. Don't have a savings account of over $1,000. And... That being the case, that means that most people aren't going to be, be able to get, get financed and you know get a uh, a car that's worth more than that, or it's going to be a huge pain in the butt. So if you get a five thousand dollar car, or excuse me, if you can sell one for five thousand, that's what you're looking for because uh, it's going to be a lot easier to sell. So I'd probably look in like the three thousand range. That's how much you would be spending, one to three, you know, one to three grand somewhere in there, and you're looking for cars that people buy. So unless you're experienced, you probably don't want to be getting anything, any sort of specialty cars. Specialty cars do hold their value better, but they um, are harder to sell because they're specialty. So you want to do something that people actually buy, you know, basic stuff, you know, Honda Accords, Camrys, caravans, stuff like that, because it's going to move, it's going to be sold. Um, how you actually find one, <clears throat> a easy way is if you you know make a post on craigslist saying that hey don't trade your car in i will buy it over trade in value basically put that up there people will start emailing you before they go to trade the car in and you can go look look up the kelly blue book trade in value offer them a few hundred dollars over that and boom you most likely have yourself a pretty good deal assuming that the car doesn't need a bunch of work or anything like that the trade-in values on Kelly Blue Book are usually a load of crap. It's what a dealer will use to um, negotiate with you. They're complete garbage. They don't actually, uh, they're not really that accurate, but they're usually really low. So that's why a dealer uses them. <clears throat> so if you can get a car around the Kelly Blue Book trading val- trade-in value, you're probably going to make a profit. And literally, unless the car has a major catastrophic failure or intense body work, if you can, get, if you can buy a car at KBB trade-in value, you will be very likely to make a profit. So that's one way. Another way is to literally just do regular searches online, where you can search online for a car that you're looking for. You know, try to narrow it down to a few different types. Um, uh, for me, particularly, if I was going to be flipping cars right now, I would be buying BMW 328Is or XIs, depending on the area you live in. Um, I would be buying Acura TSXs. I would be buying Acura TLs. I would be buying Honda Accords, Honda Civics, things of that nature. Uh, these are all super reliable cars that don't really break, um, and if you can get them at a good enough value, they're going to sell. Um, what you'd want to do is then go do competition research. Look online, see what these cars are selling for, look how long they've been on listing, and make sure that you can work a profit in there. So for instance, let's say I'm looking for a uh, uh, 328, okay, BMW 328. I'm going to go online and I'm going to see, okay, they are all listed for between seven and eight thousand dollars. Perfect. They're all listed between seven and eight thousand dollars. Now I'm going to look at how, how much time they've been for sale. If they've been for sale over two months, 
clearly they're not selling, they're priced too high, or there's something wrong with them. So I'm going to drop down a little bit further. <clears throat> Where are the ones priced that have been only on for a few weeks? I know those are probably moving. That's the price point that's moving. So let's say they're moving around 6500 Perfect. Now I know where they're probably moving at. I need to make sure I can get a car in the you know, 4000 range to make a proper profit. Okay, that's enough detail, I think, for that, but that's an option for you. Of course, you need a little bit of money to start, but it is very easy to do if you have some of the necessary background needed, either knowing how to do proper analysis or mechanic work. Um, another thing is uh, you can do the exact same thing with um, flipping phones, like cell phones, like iPhones. Uh, a friend of mine who drives Uber also flips phones, and he uh, he makes like 50, 50 to 100 bucks a, f- a flip, I think. And it's, it's a lot less of a risk, of course, than a car. There's a lot less things you need to know. <clears throat> um, and if you totally mess up, you're not going to lose that much money. So that's an option too. I don't know anything about it really, but I do know that it's a thing. And I do know that you don't need to be like an expert to, in order to do it. Uh, another one is day trading. This one is, of co- this one's going to take a little bit more specialized knowledge. Um, just like the kind of the car thing will, uh, personally, I think flipping a car would be easier to learn for the average person than learning how to day trade from zero. But if you have some sort of knack for analysis um, and you have no knack for handyman stuff, then maybe day trading could be an option for you. I have friends that do uh, quite well just kind of messing around with it. Um, It is a very fast way to burn holes in your pocket if you are too uh, ridiculous with it. So here's here's an overlying rule for buying and selling anything if you're speculating. So flipping a car, a phone, uh, day trading, these are all speculation games. Even running ads is a speculation game. Here's the way to not lose your mind and not lose money. Too bad, at least. Have a plan before you do anything. So before I run an ad, I know how much I'm going to spend. I know how far I'm willing to let it drop and how... When I will, well, uh, with an ad, it's, uh, of course, I'm always looking for the profit. So I, I'm going to basically, I'm going to know how much I'm going to spend and how much I'm going to let it drop. So before I run an ad, I'm going to say, okay, this campaign, if it sells, will make me $2,000. All right, I know that. I'm willing to spend up to $1,000 to find out my answer. I am willing to go up to a $10 cost per lead. Um, and that's it. So I will, if my campaign goes over $10 cost bleed, I'm shutting it down and I'm adjusting it. If I, it's below a $10 cost bleed and I spend over a grand, I haven't made a sale yet. Something's broken. I'm shutting it down and I'm going to retweak it. I have a plan so I don't get emotional. I don't say, Oh, it's so close. It's probably about to pull a sale. No, I don't know that. That's why I'm going into it beforehand. If I'm going to flip a car, again, I'm going to have this entire plan worked out ahead of time. If I'm going to do a, if I'm going to do a day trade, I'm going to have the entire plan worked out ahead of time. I'm buying something here at this price point. I want to see it go, to, you know, I want to see it go to the moon. But before I buy this, before I buy into the stock, I know for right, I know right now, if it drops below, if it drops two and a half percent down, I'm selling it, getting out. I'm not trying to ride a wave. If it goes up and it skyrockets and it skyrockets to the moon, and I think it's going to go up by 120%, I'm going to sell it at 10%. I'm going to take my profits. I'm going to plan beforehand. I'm not going to get greedy and I'm going to pull a profit. If you're pulling profits consistently, it's hard to lose money. But if you get greedy consistently, it's easy to. 
Um, last thing I'll tell you, or I'll give you a little thing is um, e-commerce. This is not really that quick. Um, I think I'm kind of doing this in order of quickness, <laughs> Uber and phone flipping being the fastest uh, car and day trading being the next, e-commerce probably being on par with day trading as you're needing some specialized experience. <clears throat> it's going to take some testing. Uh, personally, I think e-commerce is probably along the lines with network marketing. It's going to take uh, it's going to take a fair amount of work, but I think it can be quick-ish if you have specialized skills going into it. So if you already know how to source products, if you know already know how to build funnels, but if you already knew all these things, most likely be doing them. So um, that doesn't actually fit as good as I thought it would when I wrote it down uh, into the quick side. But the reason I tell you all these things <clears throat> is if you're looking for quick money, those things that I just told you, flipping a car, flipping a phone, flipping a, uh, or um, driving Uber, those will probably provide you with more quick cash than MLM will. Now, with the, with the car flipping and the day trading specifically, those are going to require a more advanced skill set. You're going to put some serious time into, into making that work, but you're going to probably still make faster money than MLM. But here is the caveat. Now, this is called MLM Rebels. This isn't called car flipping rebels. Here's the caveat. With Uber, with car flipping, flipping a phone, with day trading, all of these things are limited to your ability to continue. All of them. Now, of course, you could have a little team of car flippers, also called a dealership. You could have a little team of phone flippers. I don't know what that's called, but a little phone dealership, right? It could be scaled to an extent. But I think we both know that that's not exactly a walk in the park, right? And there's a vast difference, there's a vast chasm of business acumen from a car flipper and a car dealer. So if you're going to be flipping cars, we know that the quick money options are very, very different in scale than a big MLM business. A big network marketing business gives you scale, meaning you can have recurring revenue. That's different than what most people say. Most people will tell you MLM gives you residual income. I actually don't fully agree with that. Um, I think it gives you recurring revenue, kind of like a software company would if you owned it. Recurring revenue means that you are continuing to make money as long as the business is operating. As long as people are buying products, you are making income. You are making revenue, I should say. But then you have expenses, You have expenses of the business, um, and what you're left with is your profit. The reason I say recurring revenue is because I think residual income means you don't have to do anything. I I think of that as uh, the the percentage gain off of an index fund if you're pulling your percentage, or your rental income from a real estate property if you have automated everything, everything. That's residual income in my mind. Recurring revenue is what I believe MLM gives you until the business is so big and you have so many leaders that you don't have to do anything anymore. At that point, you have residual income. But here's the cool thing about network marketing. You can graduate from from regular earned income, so the money that you're working for in network marketing, to leveraged income, which is where you start to have a team, you're starting to see some duplication on your team, you're starting to make more money and you're not, sh- and you're not totally sure how it's getting bigger, but it's called leverage right? The real trick, by the way, is to leverage the leverage. And that's what we teach with MLM Rebels. But that's for another time. 
<clears throat> but then you have a leveraged income. Then you have recurring revenue. And then someday when you're a sage, you have residual income in network marketing. Here's the beauty of it, though. There is no part of the car flipping game that that can happen. Sure, you can maybe start your dealership. Maybe you can have a network of dealerships. But again, the business acumen chasm is monstrous. Whereas the business acumen chasm to go from a leveraged MLMer, someone that's making, you know, a good income or a decent income in network marketing, to making tons of money, hundreds of thousands a month in network marketing, millions a month in network marketing, that chasm is not as big. And you have the same business. You can rely on the same, some of the same principles that you learned in the past. Um, I don't see that in a lot of other industries. Uh, to go from a car flipper to a car dealer is a big jump. To go from a network marketing professional who is just starting out to a network marketing professional that is making a lot, it's not. It's it's a it's a gradual increase in skill set, but it's an exponential increase in income. The main kicker is this. You have to treat network marketing like a business from the beginning. Maybe you haven't up to now, but starting today, you have to treat it like a business would. It's one of the downsides of network marketing. It's one of the reasons we enjoy having a larger investment to come into our program because the people who do immediately treat it more like a business. You know, one of the... Uh, one of the most mind-blowing things to me is like when people start a traditional business, they'll drop 20 to 50 grand easy, easy on any type of business. Easy, no problem. 20, 50 grand, hundreds of thousands. But yet someone won't invest $20,000 in a coach when they're starting their business that has no overhead. That blows my mind to this day that a business with virtually infinite upward potential, significant leverage, with no overhead, really, people will not treat it like a business. They'll treat it like a get-rich. They'll treat it like a lottery ticket. Blows my mind to this day. Completely blows my mind. So the kicker is this. Treating network marketing from this day forward as a business. You are no longer a person looking to win today. You're a person looking to win in 10 years from now. You are no longer a person looking to get your next leader today. That's stupid. You're looking to become a leader today and then develop your skill sets over the next handful of years to become an even better leader, an even better recruiter, an even better salesperson, an even better marketer. Now I'm going to talk to you about the skill sets that you need to know in network marketing to do well. The first and foremost one that I think is missing in the industry is what I'm about to tell you. I don't think, don't throw rocks at me, don't send me hate mail, actually, I don't really technically have an address right now, so you can't. Don't throw stones at me, though, but here is the, the, the skill set that I think is not the most important, even though it's what our entire brand is built upon, but I think it is the most missing. It is the biggest gaping hole in the industry, and it's not going to be filled anytime soon. That's why we're stepping in to hopefully fill it in some way. And that's the ability to market. Network marketing is the only industry on the planet that I know of that literally has the word marketing in the name, and it's filled with the worst marketers on the planet. Literally, anti-marketers. 
like the worst marketers in the history of human of the human race are in the industry that we're in. It is mind-boggling. <clears throat> so, here is number 1. You have to get good at direct response marketing. Number 2, you have to get good at branding. These are the two different types of marketing and you have to do them both. This is the linchpin. It is the Archimedes lever of network marketing. It is the 80-20 principle at work. It is the 95-5 principle at work. If you can get good at direct response marketing and you apply it virtually anywhere, you'll make a lot of money. If you apply it to MLM, you'll be a diamond in a, and I'm not talking about a, a diamond pin. <laughs> I just realized that lots of network marketing companies use a diamond as a pin. You'll be a, a fit, an actual, I'm using the actual like little diamond, like stone in a humongous sea of crap. If you can get good at marketing, it's like this whole world opens up to you because every other quote unquote marketer, network marketer, are not marketers. They are blind squirrels running into walls trying to find a nut. That cannot be you. I don't believe it's you if you're listening to this. So the first thing is get good at marketing, direct response, and branding. Places to start, start with this podcast. Go to the very beginning. Binge listen to this. Binge, binge listen to this. Second thing is go to the, go to, um, if you, if you want, this is not necessarily meant to be a, a, a plug, but if you want, go to rebelsblueprint.com. That's going to give you the background on taking direct response, learning direct response, and applying it to MLM. Then I would dive into direct response marketing. Learn about everything that you can. First and foremost, I'd get the book called The Ultimate Sales Letter by Dan Kennedy after going to rebelsblueprint.com. These, these should be your starting points. The next thing, skill set you need to develop is leadership. You have to be a good leader. Now, thankfully, this is something that's really good about the industry that I do love, is most teams are really good at teaching leadership. <clears throat> They're good at helping people become better people. They're good at helping people personally develop themselves so that they can lead. Um, this is something that is positively happening in the industry, and I'm a huge fan of it, but you have to know that you have to get good at it. And if you're not a good leader you're going to be a pass through point even if you're like if you're a really good marketer you could you could you're like it's probably the most paid skill set in network marketing until a certain point after that you need to be a good leader and you could be a great marketer if you're a bad leader you'll be a you'll be a doorway to your upline who is one so the next one is leadership the next thing is sales what i didn't think i had to sell we're in the business of selling products i don't know if I didn't realize this at first. Um, I know, I know, I didn't. But well, I was like, "Well, where does this all this quote unquote residual income come from?" It comes from the sale of products. It comes from people either personally using products or selling products. And if, j just an FYI, if there's only people personally using products and no one's selling anything, that's not the definition of a pyramid scam, but it's pretty darn close. And very likely, it'll get shut down by the uh, by the FTC. So. Sales is a part of the business. I'm not telling you have to sell to your friends. I'm not telling you have to walk around with your, you know, with your nifty vitamins and throw them at people at work and say, hey, you should, you know, are you sick? You know, eat this. Um, I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying sales is 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 a good skill, and even if you're not going to sell in person, which I'll tell you what, you don't have to. Um, but even if you don't sell in person, you'll have to sell online, and you'll either have to sell via the written word. It's called sales copy. You'll have to sell with a video. 
You have to sell with a podcast. You have to get good at sales. That's your next skill set to develop. Um, and the last thing is the ability to think. You have to be willing to learn how to think. And I and here's what most network marketing leaders mean when they say learn how to think. This is what they mean. Think like me. That's what they're saying. So if I say, I need you to, you, you got to learn how to think. What's really being said is, you'll need to learn how to let go of whatever's in your head and think like I'm thinking. That is not thinking. That is replacing someone else's thoughts, which you probably, you and I received when we were young, from wherever, replacing them with someone else's. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying learn how to independently think. Everything changed for Ashton and I from a business perspective and actually from a personal perspective when I started to allow myself the opportunity to think for me. I was born with an independent mind and I put it in a box when I got into network marketing. And there was a lot of good things that I learned from putting it in that box uh, because it, it, for, to be honest with you, it needed to go in a box for a little bit and I needed to get some good stuff in my head. And a lot of those things, a lot of the traits that I have today that are good came from my original mentor in network marketing who I have a lot of respect for, as you probably know. <clears throat> I'm the man today I am that was able to attract Ashley because of the stuff that he taught me. But there was a point when I needed to let myself out of the box, and I didn't. I didn't want to, um, truthfully, what it was is I was, I was scared. Um, I, was, uh, I, was, I was told that I probably should just keep on duplicating. I was. Um, I, w- I didn't want to. I didn't want to potentially outshine my mentor. Um, I didn't want to take too much limelight from him. Not that I thought that I would. I wasn't. I'm not being arrogant. I didn't think that. I, I didn't think that I would. I just. I thought that if I wasn't under his wing, I, I. I. I might in some way. I didn't want that. And so what I did is I put it in a box and I kept it there. And. I kept feeling God say, Zach, take your brain out of the box, take your brain out of the box, take your brain out of the box for, for a year. Then it was two years, then it was three years, then it was four years. And about four years of me hearing this, this inside me, take it out, take it out, take it out, take it out, take it out. I finally listened and I said, okay. And I just, I peeked it open just a little bit. What's, that, what's, what's outside the box? And I was like, oh my gosh. There's something here. And I opened up a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And the things that I started to see, I started to see this whole other world. I started to see the things I just told you today, that that marketing is the weakest point of network marketing, that there's a world called direct response marketing. There's a world called branding, and it's not happening here. I started to see that I think I... Instead of and the, the, for the past seven years, I've struggled. I haven't been able to make any money outside of my job, even though I've been trying, I've been working really hard. But within nine months of opening my brain up, did you, did you know within nine months of opening my brain up, opening my brain up, I was able to double my previous corporate income within nine months, and I had been struggling for seven years. And all I did was open my, I just, I just listened to God, and I opened up the box a little bit and let my brain out, and I said, God, lead me. The skill set is thinking. And I want you to think, not like Zach, not like Ashley. I'm not telling you to think like me. Not even, I'm not even advising it. What I'm advising is that you become an independent thinker. What, I have this kind of <clears throat> this vision, if you will, of having a team of people where 
you know, hopefully a lot of us are on like, you know, our network marketing team, but even if they're not, that's okay. But it's like a team of people in this industry and a lot of them are hopefully are on a team and some, but a lot of them aren't too, but they're big top earners in other companies, but we're all trying to make the industry a better thing for other people. For the newest person that's not in yet, he's the, the 10 year old kid that someday wants to open a business and maybe he'll choose network marketing like he'll maybe he'll choose to be an astronaut because it's a good thing. And at that table, everyone's free to express their thoughts. It's an open communication. No one is afraid that, you know, you, that, that they have to be yes men, yes women, or be in this group think session, but everyone can you know, not in a bad way, but shoot holes in, in others' ideas. And it's not an offensive territory. It's a productive territory. And what we come out with is the best ideas that can be possibly imagined because it's a safe environment where really smart people get to put their ideas on the anvil and pound them, but they feel good about it. And there's no one, there's no, you know, like head of this that's like, you know, well, of course, there's a lead, there has to be a leader, but there's no like, you know, no, that's not right, because I don't think it should be. But it's a productive place where we're making the best thing for the newest person that's not even born yet. That's just something that I want to do. And it all starts with these skill sets. So anyway, guys, hopefully have an amazing day, something that I want to uh, share with you as we are uh, exiting this particular episode is that I'm going to be making a commitment to you right now. And I'm actually really scared to, to make this commitment, to be quite honest with you. Um, uh, making a commitment to release six podcast episodes a week and six videos a week, six new videos a week. Um, reason why is I, I want to serve at the highest level. That's number one. Number two, I want to get this message out faster. That's number two. Number three is my biggest regret. You know my biggest regret? Um, oh, I've, I've, I actually have three. I have three regrets. But this is the this is one of them, and this is my this is actually the least big one. But it's the one that I feel the most responsible for because I didn't have an excuse. And that is, I didn't start building my personal brand intelligently early enough. I put all of my chips into the direct response piece of the marketing game. And I'm glad I did because it means that we have a skill set that will probably always work for us. Um, it's immune to platform changes um, and it's, uh, it's very useful. I purposely neglected the branding side of things so that I could get good at direct response marketing. However, I look back on things and I say, you know what, I really should have been working on branding as well during that time. And um, that's number three. We want to uh, make sure that we're helping the most amount of people we possibly can, even if they're not seeing our advertisements. And we do that by serving them in the most, po in, in the biggest way possible by, by honestly, just, you know, giving them as much content as we valuable content as we possibly can. So that is my commitment to you. And that is going to be starting next week. So, uh, Next week, from there on out, uh, until further notice, we are going to be uh, publishing six episodes a week, hopefully uh, tackling every um, every question that you have, hopefully. And I'll let you know when I can't tackle one. I'm not going to say things that we don't know about, but that's, that's what we want to do. Uh, the last thing I want to leave you with, is I mentioned it in the podcast, 
but we have a really, really cool um, promotion coming up uh, with the Rebels Blueprint. If you're not familiar with the Rebels Blueprint, it is exactly how we can and do produce massively leveraged leads for our MLM company and how we help other people do the same. So for instance, we help someone who instead of instead of calling their friends and family, we help them produce hundreds of leads a day if they want to for literally pennies on the dollar. Maybe not, well, maybe not pennies on the dollar, but <laughs> close to it. Um, which is way, way, way less than driving out to, you know, gas station targets and Walmarts or burning your personal friend bridges. Um, so the Rebels Blueprint talks about how to do that, how to acquire tons of leads for extremely low cost so that you can build your business without anyone knowing that you're network marketing. The second piece of the blueprint is teaching you then how to automate your entire recruiting system, much like Rebels Recruiting System is, where we have people getting on our team and we've never met them before. We have no idea who they are, but they joined our team. They, we made a, uh, a nice uh, commission from from that, and more importantly, they get a great opportunity. And um, and we believe that uh, we were we believe and we're told that we're offering a lot more value than the money that we're asking for. And we're going to show you how to do that too. That's the second part of the blueprint. And this isn't like the blueprint's not a sales pitch. It's a fifty page to fifty pl- page handbook to be kind of quite honest with you. And part of it is walking through part of my story, but the rest of it is literally, it's a handbook walking you through. And the last page, there is an opportunity to, you know, work with us at a higher level. But that's, that's the very last, the very last bit of it. Um, so out of the 50 pages, I would say, I would guess that 40 of them is actual actionable material. That's at rebelsblueprint.com. Well, anyway, it was amazing spending time with all of you today and um, appreciate you listening. And we'll talk to you all soon and see you in the next episode. Thanks. Thank <laughs> you.